here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott, week 13 is pretty much in the books. We have one matchup left to go tonight. It is Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. Uh, obviously, everybody's going to have some skin in that game, probably trying to get you over the hump for playoff positioning or draft pick positioning, depending on how your leagues work and, and all that jazz. And, and again, we're we're going to phase out of that and get into week 14 and talk about some waiver wire concepts. And, you know, it was a crazy weekend for injuries. Uh, if you were a quarterback and you made it through, it's it's kind of was kind of like a horror movie for some people. And again, some owners that we're getting down to the end game here to qualify or get a bye week or, or just make the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, defend a title. Uh, again, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that happened to some marquee names throughout, but definitely, uh, you know, again, those quarterbacks are, are at a premium. Uh, going into week 14, folks, we do have six teams coming on a bye. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, first, Pat, uh, how'd you do this week fantasy-wise? How about like our league of record and everything? How'd you do? <laughs> oh, you just happened to throw that. Oh, I, I, our league of we record. based the podcast off of it. So I figured, hey, you know what? <laughs> Since that's our focal point for points and rankings and such. So, you know, we're NFL.com, full contact fantasy, private league, 12 teams, family mostly, some friends, uh, which we treat like family. And again, I'm just asking just for informational purposes. How'd you do this week? Um, so in that league specifically, I lost to the second worst team in the league. Um, that's brutal. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's, that's kind of the way that, that, uh, team has been going for me. I won this week. I beat the worst 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 team in the league this week. (laughs) (laughs) The team that can't score a hundred points in a, in a week to save their lives. I just can't. You couldn't score in a strip club, buddy. Let me tell you. I couldn't score in a strip club with a pocket full of hundreds. Uh, uh, that God. league is that league is just brutal, man. It's 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 a shame that we base everything off of that one because oh. it's, it's oh, we're it's, bum fighting for the first oh, pick. You really know are. it. <laughs> we really are. It's yeah, now we have to get good so we can qualify. It's like yeah, I, I want to I want to tank, but now I actually have to play for. Now I'm actually doing waivers. Now I actually care. It's like yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny, definitely. Yeah, we do in our league of record. We do a uh, a. A cumulative toilet bowl. So basically what happens is the teams that don't make the playoffs still set their lineups weeks 15 through 18. Uh, we do play all the way through week 18. We play a, a two week championship. So the, the toilet bowl also runs off for all four weeks. And then your total points for the non-playoff teams ranks you top to bottom for draft pick next year. So whoever has the most points weeks 15 through 18, Gets the number one pick in the draft, and so uh, I am looking like I'm going to be drafting sixth this year because unless my team does some kind of miracle turnaround over the next five weeks, it's it's really bad. It's it's going to be it's going to be extremely difficult for me to uh, to outscore anybody anytime. It's it's just been terrible. But the good news is uh, in my other so what I, I have eight leagues technically nine but the one I don't really count. Um, so in those other eight leagues, I am headed for the playoffs in four of them. So 
I can't uh, I can't really complain. Um, the, the, our nice. our uh, dynasty league that we started last year with you know some of the other uh, guys in the industry. I I'm I'm in first place in that one, but that is one of those total points where you go all the way to the end of the season. So there's no real playoffs for that. You just keep scoring and and hope that you know hope that your record ends up being. Uh, the best ball empire league. Yeah. You yeah. Are, you're crushing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I should win this week again, meaning no, no more losses. Basically what it is, it's whoever has the fewest losses as an all play. So basically you, you rank each week. If you win the, the league or you have the highest points in the league, you're 11 and 0 for that week. Cause you didn't lose any games. You, you won all 11 matchups. And then in your second, obviously you're 10 and one. And that's basically how that works. So each week, if you finish last, you're 0 and 11. So whoever finishes with the least amount of losses at the end of the season is the winner of that league. And I think right now I have a five loss lead and, and I believe I should looking at who's left, I should finish first again this week. So looking pretty good in that one. Got a two, by weeks almost locked up i just need uh just need either a win or a loss by somebody else uh in the next couple of weeks so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about those other leagues uh, you know we'll, we'll we make the uh, the league that i run that i've run for what 15 20 years now it seems like Getting that's our there. league of record and uh i think that's what that's where i'm gonna have to concentrate a little bit more i can't come on this podcast and talk about our league of record and be that bad in it every year so and then next year you'll have some draft picks so you'll be uh you'll you'll be competitive again so should yeah, be should be a much won, better year you won the first year didn't you uh second year my brother second year yeah year. uh yeah that's where it's don't call to come back Mike. yeah the uh the fantasy savant that he is <laughs> yeah and then and then you uh won back-to-back titles and was it three out of four uh yes stretch yes it was yes yeah you had a you had a nice stretch there where you uh you were just killing it for for quite a few years in a row and then i think the whole christian mccaffrey thing with you is kind of like where things started to take a turn it just seemed like you got a good player in that deal but it just seems like oh i got it with the injury you just yeah Yeah. you just the luck happened and you just haven't really been able to recover from from that string of events that that led you to that because then you did well and you went forward again uh, i think not the following year but the year after and that one kind of fell apart on you too so well it was and and it was and this is you know we talk about trade strategies and stuff like that like i'm a i'll push all in when i think i have a shot and and i want to make that move and, and stuff like that and yeah having mccaffrey the first time around i dumped my first seven picks uh, and it didn't quite work out. Okay. Come back. You know, he was injured, but I was able to keep him because of our league rules that, you know, mm-hmm. based off injuries that, that kept him as a keeper. And yeah, the next time around was when I dumped my top, what, eight or nine this past year to someone who's pretty much like the best team in our league this year. You're very welcome. Pun, by the way, you can have that title. <laughs> um, but, you know, to get Dalvin Cook. So I looked at my running backs and I have Christian McCaffrey and I have Dalvin Cook. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, injuries. And, and again, those are the things that, yes, have scarred me for life when it comes to uh, fantasy football. I, I just, you know, even watching when we talk about it does does put you there. But again, you can never you can never plan on that. And I think, you know, you've proven throughout this year that you were not fearful of injuries for different players, including McCaffrey. And it's come back to, you know, 
benefit you, you know, myself, I'm, I'm just a little suspect on this person or that person coming into our next year. But again, you know, it all remains to be seen, but you know, definitely I, I would say that I have to learn to be, be brave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let those injuries scare you. Some injuries are scary. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, like the ones uh, yesterday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So let's uh, let's hit up the socials real quick for the listeners, and then we'll jump right into to the injuries because there's a couple of uh, actually news announcements that we want to go over first as well, uh, and then hit the injuries. So uh, if you would like to connect with the show, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at the Nine Route One and at Scott from Delco. We also have a website which you can find at www.thenineroutefb.com. And if you have any questions, comments or anything you'd like to hear about, any questions for the show, you can email us at 9routeffb at gmail.com. Time for the news. All right, let's jump into these these news topics because there's a couple of things that uh, we can move through most of this fairly quickly, but there's a couple things that we, we're going to definitely need to kind of discuss back and forth. It looks like the first little bit of news. Again, this could affect you lineup-wise. Obviously, uh, timing of games can always be in effect. You know, they always talk about keep your flex spot open. You never know what's going to happen through a day. You might have to move somebody around last minute. Uh, it does look like the Chargers versus the Dolphins uh, is now the Sunday night football game where it had been Denver versus Kansas City. Kansas City, obviously, marquee matchup. They figured division game and... Uh, you know, Russell Wilson against Pat Mahomes and everything they could do. The league knows better. Uh, they are going to move out of the way of that game and say, hey, look, you know, Chargers, Dolphins, you got a team that's angling for possibly a playoff spot against a team that's really one of the young up-and-comers that is also pretty much kind of getting to that point. Uh, so, again, that will have an effect on a lot of skill players moving into Sunday Night Football, uh, but we wanted to give you a heads up on that just from the jump so that you can set your lineups accordingly. Yeah, another weird story that I heard this week is that so the Rams uh, have a game on Christmas Day. It's a home game for L.A. And with the Rams basically being, I mean, Matthew Stafford, which we're going to touch on in a minute, he looks like he's probably done for the season. Cooper Cup, there's no point in bringing him back. Allen Robinson's gone for the season. Aaron Donald just missed a game this past week. It, the Rams are are not a marquee matchup anymore, and I, the league is fearing that there's not going to be anyone in the stands on Christmas Day because those games are a little bit difficult to get people to come out to on Christmas Day. But if the Rams were playing well, if they were still in playoff contention, you know, obviously uh, defending Super Bowl champs, then that game, that stadium would probably be fairly filled. But uh, with the Rams being as bad as they are, they don't anticipate a big turnout for that game. And they have actually started asking the NFL has uh, and the Rams organization has started asking fans to donate their tickets for Christmas if they are not planning on attending the game, which I've never heard happen before. But that is the state that we are in right now in the <laughs> season with the Rams. <laughs> I mean, Pat, you and I are old enough real quick to remember like blackout rules, you know, mm -hmm. when, when if your team didn't sell out, they wouldn't play the game. This Well, they wouldn't put it on TV. They'd still yeah, play it. Yeah, I shouldn't say. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Apologies. Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see your team play the game. I apologize. To see that kind of almost be in that mix is just so weird for for that. And yeah, donating the tickets. So 
I, I guess there's going to be a lot of like Twitter and Instagram fights that we'll be able to watch with the crowds <laughs> rolling into that game. My right. God. Yeah. And it's still going to be bad. Yeah. It's a, it's a marquee stadium. Like you said, and the matchup maybe was something they were looking to, to kind of pump up, but my God, that is, that, that's, that's asking a lot, Roger. My God, buddy. Yeah. Jesus. Not surprised in, in, for me personally, not surprising news. Uh, the Panthers are allegedly. <laughs> I believe that's. A, I believe they actually have now. I think uh, that's this official. is official. I believe it is. Yes, I'll All double right. check, but we'll, we'll carry so, on like it's official because it's, it's so definitely happening. It's not surprisingly formally alleged now, officially confirmed at the nine route one. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield has been released from the Carolina Panthers. My God, like, and and there's people that are already going, well, the Niners, it's like, stop for a second. Like, they're going to roll the dice with Brock Purdy for the rest of the season and go with that and do what they have to do. And that defense is going to carry them. There's no need for them to go, oh, you know, it gives us depth. Like, it'd be different if he was competitive and good and, you know, whatever else. It, it's just <laughs> good. It, it is. And, you know, people say, oh, you playoff game and he won. And uh, like, they have a good defense. They run the football. That's what Cleveland did. Uh, Carolina, they gave it to you. You know, Sam Darnold, they they pretty much like he was still seeing the ghost from back with the Jets and, and New England. And then, you know, you turn around, they they throw him to the Wolves and, and get rid of him. He was ineffective for a game or two. And suddenly, like, P.J. Walker's your best quarterback. And you're over there going, hey, how you doing? Yeah, hey. Like, yeah, nobody can see you because you're five foot one. That doesn't help. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like, my God, dude, like, it just, it, it, it's time to just retire, take the studio job, you know, unless you want to steal more money from some team that's that dumb. Pour one out for Baker Mayfield. Again, I don't think the commercials, they're all going to dry up too. But again, take the college football studio job where you can talk about the Heisman and all that stuff because that's where you're at, buddy. That, that's a not that I feel a certain kind of way about it. Just that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's, he's going to get picked up unfortunately for, for some team. And and it's going to, I hope it's not San Francisco because it's going to cause, cause a problem. As soon as Purdy has a, a not so great game, people are going to no. be calling for Mayfield and it's going to, it's going to be a mess. I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even dive into that. I wouldn't even dip my toe into that pool. If, if anybody, I would see like a Houston Texans just that have nothing to lose in. Ah, what the heck? I don't think they're sweating it. Plus, with Trey Lance being the guy, they're not looking to make an investment. I think you'd have to pick up like you know a million and change for his contract, if I'm not mistaken, too. So, yeah, no, uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see you on Saturdays, not Sundays, buddy. See you. Yeah, I actually like the Houston call. I think that's a spot where obviously they're having quarterback issues as well. And not that, like you said, not that Mayfield is necessarily the answer to anything, but I mean, maybe a guy who can start for a year when whoever they draft in 2023 at the quarterback position, because you know that's coming, uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of sits and waits and watches without uh, having to play behind that pretty bad offensive line in Houston. Let, let Maker, Baker Mayfield take the hits while your rookie quarterback, uh, you know, learns from the sidelines. That's not a terrible idea. Yeah. But let's move through. Uh, let's move through these these injuries. Uh, we got quite a few here to get through, and I don't want to run out of time before we hit the good part, which is the waiver wire stuff. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Spine injury. He was placed on IR, so he's guaranteed to miss at least four games. More than likely done for the season. There's no point in bringing him back at this point. It just doesn't make sense. The Rams have nothing to gain from it. Uh, next up, 
Jimmy G. Uh, we just were briefly talking about it. Uh, he was two for four, 56 yards. He was sacked once and broke his foot. Taken to the locker room on a cart. Talk about a guy who has had multiple seasons of bad luck and bad injuries and, and everything else. And I know some people think he's a good quarterback and some people think he's a bad quarterback. But unfortunately, his season is done. Uh, somebody who's going to come up on our waiver wire talk, Brock Purdy, filled in for him. It looks to be the guy for the rest of the season. Obviously, it's still fluid uh, this week. Maybe in a week or two, we'll see what happens in San Fran. But Jimmy G, done for the season. Yeah, real quick, Brock Purdy looked good. I was watching that game, and he he commands the huddle very well. He knows what he's doing, played extremely well. I actually tweeted out during the game that he's he's got that it factor that you look for in a quarterback. He, he doesn't look like a deer in headlights. He's very – um, you know, had a good grasp of the offense, looked really, really good from what I saw. And, you know, I'm no quarterback whisperer or anything, but uh, I do like him moving forward. And I think that I think he could take this next few weeks and make a real name for himself. Yeah. Sounds like what uh, athletic quarterback, you know, <laughs> everything you kind of want out of a current quarterback. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe he gives Trey Lance a run for his money. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, Lamar Jackson left the game this past week. With a knee injury, is considered week to week, according to head coach Jim Harbaugh. Uh, just read a report that he is unlikely to play in week 14. Doesn't seem like the, the injury is going to get better by this week coming up. So definitely make sure that if you are a Lamar Jackson owner, you go out and grab Tyler Huntley. He should be the backup or the starter uh, until Lamar Jackson gets back from his injury and has a couple of decent matchups, depending on how much time Jackson misses. Could be a, a useful piece for your for your fantasy team going into the playoffs. Not somebody that I'm you know super excited about riding into the playoffs, but there are worse options out there, and and some of them were you know drafted this year, and and I I take Huntley over over some of those guys. So uh, yeah. yeah, talking about you, Russell Wilson. Oh man, wow, Russ. But but he's no he's no Baker Mayfield though. That's yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, speaking of quarterback injuries, there's another one to speak of. We are looking at Tua Tagovailoa. Ankle injury, minor, nothing bad. Uh, looks to be a, a definite lock in at starter versus the Chargers coming up this week. Uh, and again, that Sunday night game being flexed, they're definitely going to want to get him back out. Nothing to do with concussions or anything like that. Could have come back into the game. Game was out of reach at that point, so they didn't want to risk anything. Skylar Thompson came in and filled in, obviously, for him. The loss was already in place. So Tua, uh, you know, keep an eye on it. But chances are he should be 100% good to go for next week. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, same thing. He left the game but ended up coming back and playing in this one. Uh, still ended up losing to the Detroit Lions. But Lawrence, the, the injury, I actually saw this when it happened live. They showed it. Uh, I was watching Red Zone. They showed it. And... It looked pretty bad. I mean, his leg was caught under him. He bent, like, like bent backwards. It was, it was. Was that bad. the whip sack that uh, James Mitchell got him on? Kinda, yeah. But he was like, he sacked him, but he was like laying on his leg, and mm. it was just, it was a weird thing. Lawrence came out, didn't stay out for long. Uh, ended up coming right back into the game. I think right after halftime, which this happened maybe uh, within the last two minutes of the half, and then he came back after halftime and was was good. So no issue there. Should be fine to play. Uh, next week versus the Titans. So Trevor Lawrence, if he's your quarterback going into the playoffs, dodge the bullet there. Yeah. Uh, again, good young talent. A lot of injuries down there. Don't want to see that happen. Moving on to uh, one running back. And 
Sounds like it was a freak injury, the way the coach makes it sound. Kenneth Walker, the third rookie running back out of Michigan State, has an ankle jam. It sounds like something you might buy at, like, I don't know, like a country flea market that somebody made at their house, uh, you know, <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Uncle Joe's ankle jam or something like that. That doesn't sound like a sprain, a strain. Again, that's Coach Pete Carroll saying that. Uh, there's no timetable. There's no information medically out just as of yet. You know, it remains to be seen if there was any injury to any ligaments or anything like that. But uh, I know there was a little uh, little broody high on the sidelines with, you know, Geno Smith and, and stuff like that. But this has nothing to do with that. And hopefully for a good young running back, there's no issues yet. So keep an eye on Kenneth Walker. But right now it doesn't sound serious. Uh, moving to the wide receiver position, Cortland Sutton left the game with a hamstring injury. Did not return. He had, I think, one target and then I think was injured and and that was it. Personally, I, I really don't want any pieces of this Denver offense. I don't think that Sutton is reliable enough to play at any point for the rest of the season. I think he's completely droppable. I was uh, I was really banging the drum for him in the preseason. And yeah, it's a shame, man. The whole offense disappointed me, honestly. I was, I was really looking forward to that AFC West being a really good division. And I think everybody, you know, I, obviously that was the talk of the preseason was how good the AFC West was going to be. And it just turned out to not be the case at all. It actually turned out to be exactly the opposite. It's the NFC East that uh, <laughs> is the the division in football with the best records and, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, most playoff potential. So that's, it's uh it's a shame, but uh, yeah, I'm not, concerned about Cortland Sutton's injury because I'm if I have him I'm dropping him and you know in any redraft leagues I'm not comfortable going into playoffs with him on my in my lineup so there's no point in having him on my roster all right another wide receiver rookie Traylon Burks uh, I was keeping an eye I have him in a couple leagues and so he's you know caught a touchdown <laughs> Marcus Epps <laughs> caught a body uh, he, he caught, knocked he him out smashed uh, yeah. It, it, and it was bad. I mean, you know, he, he you could tell he was out somehow held the football, you know, was frozen in place, which is horrible. Um, you know, the concussions are a bad thing. He'll have to clear protocol. You know, the league's not going to play around with that. He had just come back from a turf toe injury, which is a legit thing for those scoring at home, uh, and had looked pretty good coming into this. So a hard hit, clean hit. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't targeting. It was, it was a try to knock the ball out. Just caught him at a bad angle. Burks left early and did not return concussion. So keep an eye out. You'll probably have to find somebody for him. Can't imagine maybe he'd clear that in a week. We've been seeing some of these concussion injuries. Uh, Joe Mixon, for instance, has you know had to sit out a little extra time. It's person to person. I might be able to come back from it in two days. Pat might take two weeks. It really doesn't. It's just up to the person. So Traylon Burks, keep an eye out on the news for him uh, regarding his status. Last guy we're going to talk about, thank the Lord, for injuries for this week. <laughs> uh, somebody who is on your radar for fantasy at this position, tight end Hayden Hurst of the Cincinnati Bengals, is already listed as doubtful. Uh, he left the game against Cincinnati, right calf injury. They already kind of have him pegged as being doubtful. So that sounds like that could be a strain, a tear. I, I am just speculating. There's no true information out but they're already talking uh, out of Cincinnati that he will be expected to be out for this week. Big division matchup against the Cleveland Browns. And again, you know, that was a position that really kind of goes by the wayside on that team. But he has factored in and been like a top 10 or 12 tight end for pretty much long stretches of the season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. 
they don't have a lot of depth at that position. So again, just keep an eye. Hayden Hurst, you might have to pick up a free agent off the waiver wire. Weekly waiver wire. Speaking of waiver wire, let's go ahead and jump right into our waiver wire pickups. The first two, we normally like since we changed our our format, we don't really do quarterbacks and tight ends during this portion of it, but just wanted to mention real quick with the injuries um, that we already mentioned, Brock Purdy, Tyler Huntley, both of those guys are available in pretty much 99% of leagues, which of course, why wouldn't they be? But uh, definitely go out and grab these guys if you are without a quarterback at this point. Purdy looked pretty good. And Tyler Huntley, I, I looked at his games last year. He didn't play too bad. He actually had like a 40-point game uh, when he filled in for Lamar Jackson last year. So he's not, you know, he's not your your run-of-the-mill, you know, I want nothing to do with this guy, backup quarterback. He, he can actually play and he can run, not like Lamar Jackson, obviously, but but definitely had 10 or more rushing attempts in all four games that he played in last year. So uh, definitely not a, a slouch by any means could could definitely put some points up. And I think they get Pittsburgh this week, which uh, is a pretty good matchup for quarterback. So either of these guys could be worth a pickup. Purdy, we don't know about. He could be the second coming of Tom Brady and and nobody knows right now. I mean, you, you never know. I mean, he was, you know, Mr. Irrelevant last pick in the draft, but that doesn't mean that the guy can't play. You know what I mean? So um, Tom Brady uh, was a seventh round pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, so I think he was a, at the end of the sixth. But when when you get your opportunity in the NFL, you you got to show what you can do. And and I think both of these guys, I mean, Huntley's been given the opportunity, but Purdy's one of those guys who he's a mystery right now. Uh, I'm I'm picking him up in leagues I'm in, I'm trying to pick him up in dynasty leagues. If if he shows out and does really well, you know, maybe Trey Lance comes back next year and takes a starting job back, and we never hear from him again. But you know, there's also the look at Jimmy Garoppolo. He backed up Tom Brady, showed what he could do a few times, then got traded and ended up becoming a starter. So there's there's definitely situations out there where Purdy is worth a pickup. And as we mentioned, we have been mentioning on the last few weeks episodes, the 49ers have a really good schedule remaining for quarterbacks uh, going into the playoffs. Again, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm going to be all excited to fire up Brock Purdy in any of the leagues where I'm, you know, still competing in the playoffs, but <laughs> there are worse options out there and having somebody on your roster in case one of your players does go down isn't a terrible option. So definitely giving him a whirl in some leagues. Go ahead, Scott. You want to move on? Take uh, the first running back. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I since did, you already took him, I did take him uh, in one or two leagues. I was hesitant on one with going nuts on fab. I wouldn't have been able to afford him anyway uh, because somebody balled out, uh, you know, on that level. So Zonovan bam night. Yeah. Uh, he's, probably going to be a thing like this is insane they traded for james robinson obviously the injury to Brees hall michael carter is a competent running back ty johnson has always had the chance to you know fill in the gaps here and there 15 carries 90 yards five for five receptions 58 yards 55 percent of the snaps is he going to suddenly be that guy that you know turns into that guy like yeah i mean in our league of record Last week was RB25. Ty Johnson actually finished ahead of him because of the PPR concepts that we're in. Uh, this week in our league, obviously with a game to play, Alvin Kamara is not on the field yet, uh, but he's RB10. Go get him. Like it, it, this, if this doesn't scream like league winner kind of guy, um, you know, again, James Robinson, obviously they traded for it, but 
most coaches that are competent are going to go hot hand or at least guy give this guy until he fumbles or does something dumb and misses a, a blitz pickup or something. Zazanova Knight, uh, he's he's heavily rostered after, you know, people are, are looking to get the rest of the leftovers in the league. Go get him right now. If you can get him on your roster, he will help you big time, especially this coming week with six teams on the bye. Another guy who was left for dead and and now is rostered in 50% of leagues, but I think uh, should yeah, be. The undertaker of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> right. A uh, guy that you should possibly be looking to pick up, Cam Akers for the Los Angeles Rams. The whole Cam Akers saga is just it's amazing to me. The fact that basically the Rams tried to get rid of him, tried to trade him for a draft pick, and then now in week 13, Give him 17 of the 20 running back carries in that game against Seattle, in which, again, he doesn't, you know, yards per carry wasn't great. He only rushed for 60 yards, a little over a little over two yards per carry, but had two rushing touchdowns and uh, was basically half of the Rams offense in that game. I don't know if maybe the Rams are trying to play him now and see if he's worth keeping because he does have one year left on his contract. I don't think that they think that they're done next year. I believe that, you know, with the injuries and stuff, they're probably shutting it down this year. But I think they still think their window is is open a little bit. And, you know, maybe they're they're testing Cam out. Maybe they just don't want to get anybody else hurt. They don't really can't care if Akers gets hurt. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But the fact that he played so much that he got so many touches, again, not a great offense. But anytime you can get 17 carries out of a running back, you got to put that guy on your roster and just in case, you know, you, you need to put him in your lineup. So definitely go out and check. He's available in about half of leagues. Someone with a little more availability in a, you know, a, a high powered offense to say the least, uh, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, a lot of people remember, you know, he's, he's had some tough times with injuries through his career, but he's been very effective when on the field. Just yesterday, uh, he had eight carries for 51 yards, two catches on two targets for, Nine yards, which doesn't sound like a lot, but yes, he did get a touchdown. So obviously, fantasy football-wise, that's one of your dreams. It just kind of gives you that double digits off a of one play. He's definitely being utilized in that offense. Now, some people may be a little hesitant. You see Isaiah Pacheco. You see, uh, you know, obviously Melvin Gordon's on the roster, albeit, you know, not a factor anytime soon that we know of. But Jarek McKinnon's a guy who, again, on a week like this coming up where, you know, you're going to be without – uh, a Corderell Patterson, a David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon. You're going to be without Jonathan Taylor. You're going to be without Alvin Kamara. You're going to be without Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. Go pick him up. Uh, he's a guy you could plug in right now, and he has the potential to be a solid RB2, uh, a very dominant flex for your team. Uh, again, RB1 remains to be seen just the way that offense runs. He's only rostered in about 25% of leagues, and he's got some good matchups coming up. Week 15 against Houston, week 16 against Seattle uh, that are very suspect against the running back position. Again, he's a guy that could just become a hot hand and get you over the hump in those playoff matchups, but definitely worth a spot on your roster going into week 14. Yeah, if you play in these deeper leagues, I know our, our dynasty leagues are, are pretty deep. We start, I think, yeah. 10 or 11 players, so you, you couple double flex and three wide receivers, two flex, like stuff like that, you, you could definitely use – uh, running backs like Jarek McKinnon. Uh, another running back that looks like he's starting to take a, a little bit bigger chunk of the offense, James Cook with the Buffalo Bills. He played on Thursday night, and he had 14 carries for 64 yards, caught six passes on six targets for another 41 yards. It was his first 
100-yard game of his young NFL career. And he actually out-touched Devin Singletary for the first time this season, 20-13. to 13. So, uh, again, this isn't necessarily like the game where James Cook took over the backfield, but it could be. Uh, you know, the Bills, for whatever reason, just don't f- seem like they ever want to fully commit to Devin Singletary as their only starting running back and not give other guys – you know, they've mixed in – they even mixed in Naheem Hines a little bit on Thursday night. They've, you know, they've given Zach Moss opportunities. Singletary always seems to come out on top, but, you know, with the draft capital they spent on Cook, go out and, and stash him on your bench and, and just see what he gives you. If, if he starts to play more snaps than Singletary and, and out-touches him again next week, then, you know, you might have a, a little bit of a changing of the guard coming here and and cook may be the running back from Buffalo that you want to roster going into the end of the season here. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't disagree. It's something they're going to look to bring him on. Uh, at the same time, it was a Thursday night game. So they may have been given a little bit of a break to Singletary, but no, Pat, you're hundred percent correct. He, he shouldn't be a free agent, uh, in, in any leagues based off of yeah, Singletary. Category. If Singletary gets injured, I mean, Yep. Here's your, here's your next guy up. Right. Yeah. He's he's a starting running back for one of the best offenses in the league. Like if mm-hmm. he's not if you have Singletary and you don't roster James Cook and he's available, you need to go get him right now. Because like we talked about last week with handcuffing your running backs, James Cook is the perfect running back who may not be anything with Singletary in the lineup, but if Singletary were to get hurt, he immediately becomes a top 15 running back every week that you can put into your lineup and could potentially win you a league. Like this is the, these are the kind of guys that you need to go out and get now that your playoffs are starting rather than these guys who are going to sit on your bench and not do anything. Like, you know, I've got Gus Edwards in a couple of leagues who I'm just scared to death to play. Uh, don't miss the bus Gus. Come on. Yeah. There's guys <laughs> that just are not worth once my starting lineup is set for the playoffs. Cause you don't have buys anymore. Once your starting lineup is set for the playoffs, you want guys who are league winners on your bench. You don't want guys who are just other good players that now you're going to have to make some sort of start-sit decision with every week. James Cook is just that type of player. Go out and get him on your lineup now. Like Don't, don't hesitate. Even if you have to make room, do it. I'm not saying Singletary is going to get hurt, but – we already saw that there's an opportunity here for Cook to at least split the backfield, if nothing else. Another running back we're going to talk about real quick is Kenyon Drake, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, close to like 35 40% rostered. He's a player that's going to be interesting. Obviously, a lot of players in that offense will without Lamar Jackson, who is the RB1 and the focal point of the offense. With Tyler Huntley being that guy, uh, it's going to be interesting. He does have the ability to take off, not quite like Lamar. I know we talked about that, but Kenyon Drake is, you know, pound for pound right now, the healthiest and the concept of an RB1 for that team. I mean, and he kind of has been, you know, like you said, you're, Gus Edwards, you're still suspect. You're waiting for maybe those creaky knees and stuff to kind of kick in. He only had 12 yards on six carries, average two yards a carry. Kenyon Drake, different story. Seven carries, 29 yards. And again, they didn't go to the running back as much. Tyler Huntley kind of picked up that poor man's Lamar role. Now, what Kenyon Drake can give you is, you know, plays out of the backfield, catching the ball. Two ca- two receptions on three targets, 17 yards. That's 8.5 a carry. 
Uh, you know, if they start to be a little more like a pro style offense on that level with Huntley in there, he's definitely a player that you want to have on your roster. And again, arguably, you know, technically the healthiest running back on a team is what you almost want to consider an RB1. So I, I would think Kenyon Drake has the potential to be a flex for some people going into this week as well. Yeah, another guy who you're going to want to pick up just due to injury is DJ Dallas from the Seattle Seahawks. He is basically like rostered nowhere, so he should be available. <laughs> um, I mean, unless you're in like a deep bench dynasty league, like some of the ones we play in, uh, your standard redraft leagues, he should be available. Again, if you are the Kenneth Walker owner, you need to go out and get DJ Dallas and you need to keep him on your bench for the rest of the season. Hopefully this injury with Walker is not major, but if he misses any significant time, DJ Dallas is going to pick up the majority of the carries. Now the backfield will be a little bit more split between Dallas and Travis Homer. Should he get healthy? He was also out last week, but uh, I think that was just a one week thing. He was, he had an illness or something like that that kept him out of that game. But DJ Dallas is going to be, you know, the, the guy getting the majority of the carry. So uh, again, Throw these guys on your bench. Don't waste your bench spots with running backs and wide receivers that are not going to play for you in the playoffs. Use those bench spots for insurance running backs like the DJ Dallas and James Cook. Moving on to wide receivers. What if I told you you had the potential to pick up a top 50, a top 45, actually in our league of record, uh, wide receiver 44 coming into this week. And have them there for, yeah, fantasy football playoffs and, and you know, potential matchup busters that, that's going to help you take things to another level. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, now, again, a lot of leagues, people have picked up on it. He's closing in on 50% rostered, but that leaves a lot out there for, you know, the ability to pick him up. Uh, you know, just did, you know, his usual thing, uh, another double-digit game. Eight of his 11 games a year have been in double digits. You know, if you want to compare him to a wide receiver that everybody drafted as probably a top 10, Deontay Johnson, he's actually a safer guy. He's got a higher floor, uh, and obviously he's 80% rostered because everybody, he, he's your guy. You drafted him. He might have been your wide receiver one that you picked, and based off last season with Ben Roethlisberger still finding the guy, you know, obviously a lot of quarterback issues there, but He's got really good matchups down the road, weeks 15 through 18. And if you noticed yesterday, obviously, Deshaun Watson just kind of getting a lot of rust off. Didn't look good. You know, Pat, you called that one 100%. But he was tied on the team with uh, with three targets. <laughs> and again, I know it sounds like a lot. Again, three catches, 44 yards. He's a guy that can really be a league winner for you if you have the ability to get him into your starting lineup. Yeah, another guy who isn't going to necessarily blow you away uh, with his numbers, but it could be a usable flex option. Uh, I think the rest of these guys, the wide receivers are going to talk about, we've talked about before. So again, we're not going to belabor all of this stuff, but Paris Campbell's still out there. He's rostered in about 35% of leagues. Like I said, he's still a usable flex option as long as Matt Ryan is still at quarterback, which uh, as long as Jeff Saturday remains the interim head coach, I believe Matt Ryan will stay at the QB position for the Colts. Uh, we're going to round this out kind of quick. We got Van Jefferson still available in some leagues. Didn't have a great game, obviously, against Seattle. Nobody on that team did. But it sounds like there's a little more continuity when it comes to quarterbacks, so that may give you an idea of who's going to be the guy. John Wolford 
obviously and, and Bryce Perkins were both involved <laughs> throughout the uh, issues with Matt Stafford. If he's done for the season, that's one thing. We know that, um, you know, Allen Robinson being gone and everybody else. Van Jefferson, two catches and four targets, 39 yards yesterday. It's not a lot, but based on that offense, his experience, he's pretty much going to be that wide receiver one for that team. So again, in a PPR concept, might be worth uh, picking them up, throwing them on your bench moving forward. Yeah, another guy that we've talked about numerous times before, Darius Slayton's the New York Giants, still only rostered in about 38% of leagues. He's now had six straight double-digit games, 25% or more target share in the last four weeks, and he has two really good matchups in Week 15 and 16. I guess to play Washington again Week 15, and then the Minnesota Vikings Week 16. So definitely a guy who, again, if you're looking for another flex option, definitely a guy that you could consider playing in those weeks. And uh, I, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would play him in uh, the games against Philly. He, he plays Philadelphia weeks 14 and 18. Yeah, stay away. I <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him in those weeks. But most leagues don't play in week 18 anyway. So you know, you're looking at your first two weeks of your playoff if you need uh, help at the wide receiver position. Darius Slayton is the number one target there for the New York Giants and uh, it does have a couple of decent matchups moving forward. And another guy who has kind of quietly become wide receiver one, not surprised, mm -hmm. Nico Collins in Houston. Yes, the offense for the Texans is a mess. We've talked about that. Damian Pierce has been the only bright spot throughout the season, but a lot of people realized that Nico Collins was going to have the potential to be a good wide receiver. He had 10 targets in week 13, folks. That's huge. Three catches, 35 yards, one touchdown. But that is a massive target share for him right now. And the Texans are going to be down and damn near every game they play from here on out. No matter who the quarterback is, they're going to throw, throw, throw the football. Uh, if somebody's getting that much action and having a nice, you know, 10, 12 point floor, uh, nine points tops as a flex, maybe a wide receiver too, Nico Collins. Uh, heavily under rostered. Pick him up right now. Uh, he's a player you want to have on your team. He's basically a wide receiver one. And last but not least, well, I'll hit both of these together. Uh, we've been mentioning this for the past few weeks. Uh, go out and check if Odell Beckham or Jamison Williams is on your roster. It looks like Beckham is about ready to sign with the team. Not quite sure where it's going to be yet. Talks still look like uh, the Cowboys are probably the front runner. But Jamison Williams played his first game for the Detroit Lions this past week. Didn't get a, a bunch of action in that game. Obviously just coming off of an injury, but did play 11% of the snaps and did have a target in this game. Uh, I think because Detroit was well out in front for most of the game, wasn't really a, a whole lot of need to, to get him in there. They were they were handling the, the Jacksonville Jaguars pretty easily. So, But definitely a guy now that he's starting to get in the mix could, you know, fingers crossed, could potentially be a league winner for you if uh, if he blows up the way Amon Ross St. Brown did last year. Definitely has the talent. It's just a matter of, you know, how much playing time is he going to get and and how, you know, healthy is he really. But uh, definitely worth a, uh, a stab on your bench. Yeah, no, Detroit's pushing for a playoff spot quietly. Um, so, yeah, that, that definitely is a great call, Pat. All right, so hopefully the waiver – Pickups that we gave you will help you, you know, snag a guy or two that will help you get into your playoffs. Most leagues are still in the regular season here in week 14 with the Bymageddon part two this week. Six <laughs> different teams on by. 
which I don't know if we mentioned that. Did we mention that at the top? We'll go over the the teams real quick. It's Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and Washington are the teams on by. With those teams on by, you definitely are going to be a little bit short in your lineups. I've, I've looked at my Week 14 lineups already, and uh, yeah, there's going to be some some decisions to be made. And and one of the big things about all of these buys in Week 14 that you, we need to talk about now because by next week it'll probably be too late. Guys are going to get dropped that teams probably don't want to drop just because they have to pick somebody up, especially those teams who are right on the playoff bubble. They're going to have to drop, you know, good players to to make room for some of these, you know, spot starts in week 14 because of all the teams on by. So pay attention to see who people are dropping. And don't forget that after your waiver is clear, depending on the way your league works, you either get a uh, it's like first come first serve where you can just pick up whoever is available or uh, like in our league of record. Those players will go into another waiver period. That's another two days allowing potential fantasy managers to go in and pick up those players off of waivers as well. So, so remember that waivers run in some leagues run twice, but if not, you can pick up the dropped players uh, in some leagues immediately. So make sure that you go out and, and do that. Pay attention to who's being dropped because I, I know and I'm already looking at two of my leagues where I'm, I'm facing pretty tough decisions on who I need to pick up for this week and then who, you know, who I'm going to have to drop in order to do that. So definitely some guys I don't want to drop that I'm going to have to, but uh, make sure that you check that out and pay attention to who gets dropped in your league as well. Real quick. We'd like to thank Mickey's Portacol pub in Tucker to New Jersey for partnering with the show. If you're looking for a great place to watch the NFL on Sunday, Mickey's is it great food, drink specials and all the football you can handle. Mickey's Pub, 327 East Main Street in Tuckerton, New Jersey, where friends and family meet. Real quick, I'm going to give you our socials again, just in case you would like to follow us on social media or if you'd like to contact the show. We are on Twitter at The9Route1 and at Scott from Delco. You can also check our website, which is www.the9routeffb.com, or you can email the show at The9RouteFFB at gmail.com. Make sure that you come back next week. And listen to the show. We are going to give you a little something different next week. We're going to be breaking down the playoff matchups. So, uh, you know, we talked about some of the guys who have good matchups down the stretch. We're going to try to give you a, a list of the best streaming options, quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses going into the playoffs. But we're going to give you some, like I said, some breakdowns of who has some good matchups in your playoffs that way if you are looking for a specific flex or if you're looking to roster two defenses which we're going to suggest that you do next week uh definitely make sure that you follow the show click that little plus in the upper right hand corner if you're listening on apple Podcasts. click the subscribe button on youtube however you're listening make sure that you follow the show so that you will get notified when we put out next week's episode it's going to be a big one for your playoff run uh until then scott do you got anything you want to add before we uh before we get out of here Folks, we appreciate everybody who listens. Again, Pat, you just said it. Like, subscribe, follow. Uh, we're getting into the the end game truly now. Week 14, we just gave you that information for your waiver wires, and we're going to get you next week. Next episode, we're going to talk about our start sits and our friendly competition there, uh, which is getting closer. But for everybody out there here at the Nine Route, thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.